Welcome to another episode of the Hinted Neuron Podcast. Joining me on the show today is Michael Peters. He has worked as a human resource manager for several firms and he also runs an online community centered around career and human resource. If you are new to this podcast, please consider subscribing. Also leave a review with five stars on Apple Podcasts if you enjoyed the show. And now, here's my conversation with Michael Peters. Yeah, so with the whole situation of the pandemic, you know, and everything going on, people were trying to take online classes. People were trying to skill up. And, you know, even people in careers are trying to level up in a way. So I thought it'd be wise to have you on the show to share your own opinions about what you think about the whole situation and what people were doing at the point and the future of maybe work and career in that sense. So I think a good place to start would be to highlight maybe what is the future of work. I don't like that term because the phrase, I don't like it actually because it's used, used by people who want to sell you courses and seminars to tell you trash. But <laughs> in your own opinion, what do you think is the future of work, you know, quote unquote, the future of work going on okay. from now? Okay. Um, thank you. <clears throat> thing is, um, before the pandemic started, yeah. people, I, I personally, this now what I'm about, what I'm about to say is my own point of view and what yeah. I've read from books I've read and the rest. Now, um, a lot of folks, when the year, um, when the year pandemic has caused a lot of uh, paradigm shift in work and the rest, you, 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 you hear them say things like a lot of us will be working from home. A lot of us will be working from home. They are not focused on, they are focused on the way you are working, not on the what you are doing. So yeah. a lot of people feel um, now I have to work from home, but there are some jobs that you can never work from home for. Like if, if it was diaper and banks will still be closed. If you can't work from home, certain institutions would still be closed. They to totally, totally just work from home. But right now, you yeah. realize most of the institutions that are closed or locked down are majorly the ones in quotes for entertainment, cinemas, parks, restaurants, and the rest. And these ones fight yeah. just by angle. But people are in the corporate world. People wake up eight o'clock, go to work, and come back five o'clock. And like Lagos, they wake up four o'clock. But people go to work and they come back around at five p.m. The point is, most of them still go to work. So you whole a very, very large number. I was reading uh, an article recently from LinkedIn and uh, it was LinkedIn Africa focused. So uh, it was mm. said that despite the pandemic, about 78% of people still work full-time in the offices. That is after partial uh, lockdown, after partial reopening, sorry. So after partial reopening, a lot of people still work from, from our, our work. So you say fewer number of people work from home. So this makes you realize that even before the pandemic, just a minute number worked from home. In fact, a couple of us started working from home already. Like, yeah. uh, especially the tech-related jobs. A lot of people stayed at home and monitored whatever it is they were doing from home. They didn't have to go to work. IT guys only reported to work whenever they need to report to work. Most of all they did was their workstation or their laptops and the rest. So... When you really ask me now, what is this shift? What is the real, in quote, future of the work? I will tell you, it is not where. I will tell you it is. What 
is what is going to change. So I'll tell you a lot of things will change. And when I say a lot, probably uh, not the way a normal or an average person might see it. Now, let me bring you from yeah. the angle of um, Microsoft. Yeah. Microsoft understood this and brought out a series of courses that few people should do because of the next five years, because of the um, lockdown, this is these sets of courses will be the new things. And they said uh, data analysis, said um, artificial intelligence, customer representative working from home, uh, media, uh, social media, uh, marketer, and the financial analyst that can work from home. Now these are new trends, new occupations, things that people will do eventually as the world shifts. Because now a lot of jobs that were scrapped were jobs that required you to just sit and carry paper up and down. So now, because as much as people say they pursued a lot of people, a lot of people are no longer doing work. You can't check the data, you can't check the stats. It is majorly people who do the paperwork, paper, 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 paper. So now they are shifting from paper to actually creating real databases, real backups, not paper, paper. So all those jobs, paper related, are going up so it eventually they will totally phase out in the next five years. So if you ask me what the future of the uh, uh, situation after the pandemic, I would say to be types of job related, not where you are working or what you are not working with. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's well, I think it's this bias from the industrial age and the manual days to where people had to like go to work. But you see that a lot of knowledge work now just can be done at home. And then since we still have industries, we still have people who have to, you know, go to work and this manual based jobs. And do I don't think they can be depleted, but like maybe most of those jobs would eventually go. I don't know how it would look like. But um but going forward, I think for now, it's only knowledge based jobs, people who work in information or people things that require um that could like just be done anywhere that that see a future for themselves where they won't definitely they will they will not necessarily have to go anywhere again. Just they could just like sit down from a cafe or their homes to do the work. Yeah, exactly. Or um the tech hub because a lot of guys just use these tech ops around where I stay and you just sit there, they just come to that time when you ask them what are they doing, they tell you they're managing um um Technology platforms for e-learning sites because a lot of them are into edutech. So you see that they're managing e-platforms for learning and the rest. You understand? So when you yeah. see um, mm-hmm. these guys and how they work from their workstations in tech ops, you realize that the truth is, to be honest, uh, before that's why he said the last time that before this pandemic, this was what a lot of them ticket. So there are certain roles that you would you you cannot tell that person to not go to office. It is not possible. There are certain roles you cannot stop that person from like like except you totally totally um, bring robots to come and attend to people in banks. There's no way. There's no way Nigeria is ready for total automation of the banking sector. Except yeah. um, you totally see um, okay at this point people who okay. For example, look at the telecommunications industry. Most people that um, work into customer care offices or um, branches, they go there to probably make normal inquiries. And if you realize 
people, all these telecommunication giants, they've tried their best to make sure everything you can do is done online. Now you don't have to come to our place. So it means yeah. at some point, maybe an average, an average um, customer rep agent in MTN will be working from home. Or shall they just pick your call and tell you what you should do? The rest, they will refer you to use their app or go online and go and fix it up. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. But there are yeah, certain sectors that uh, you know, you know that you can't, you can't, you can't just push. For example, as much as people say, uh, let us shift to uh, online learning for students in Nigeria. How do you want to totally, totally bring a laboratory experience online? Like, how yeah, do you yeah. want to, yes, how do you want um, a child in chemistry SS2 to titrate, to mix up all those chemicals and, um, and tell you that this is what it is from home? There's no way she can. So most times, whatever you'll be teaching will be a lot of theory, less practical. So certain, that's what I mean. There are certain sectors you can't really say people will stay at home. Then maybe, yes, um, even though, for example, okay, I participated in an e-learning platform during the Poland uh, May, and I realized that it was quite easier teaching them, explaining to people the theoretical aspect of things. In fact, a lot of them just started learning new things that they did not really know, maybe because this time it was personal. You know, there's really this online learning brings you closer, closer to your facilitator. So yeah. as you were talking, you could ask questions, you were comfortable with the fact that you are home, nobody would snigger or anything, man. There was less play. You're dedicating one, two hours to full-time learning. Not that you learn this, you go out for break time, all those things. Yeah, exactly. Thing, yeah, so uh, while they were doing this, I, I found out that apart from, like I said, the practical aspect, e-learning is probably the future when it comes to learning. But the part of take that a lot of people are into recently is the part where they, they just do the whole administration, management of administration. They, they create software that manages databases, that manages registration of students, that manages dissemination of information and all those. So as much as there will be a shift, I think it is it is sector related. That's to a certain sectors. Eventually, maybe at some point, slowly, gradually we'll get there. Or for Nigeria, I think it's sector. Yeah, that's very interesting because, if, because if, even if we were to talk about this whole um, aspect of e-learning, because we, we, during um, that time when the pandemic started, just was just coming, we saw a lot of people doing posting certificate on LinkedIn. I mean, that that was too much. Yeah. Like a lot of people posting certificate <laughs> on LinkedIn. So I, I I now want to ask because this stuff is like people are now gaming the whole system because it, it's no longer skills for them. It's now credentials, and and I I don't blame them because this is um, what I I feel some HR people would have cost. They pick credentials over skills, so. At what point, like, do you think we can correctly measure people's skills when hiring? Like, from you, from an HR perspective. Okay. Um, you're right when you say a whole lot of people uh, uh, just acquire certificates without the Now, there's something um, 
certain HR teams have worked with in the past two months have done. Now, if you're a tech person, then you just send links to what you have done. Then you show me what you have done. If they advise you to have your own mini website where you showcase whatever you have done. And that way, you say you're applying for a software developer, show me links to what you have done, give me proof of what you have done. And if it is looking like, because there's a way uh, you know these things. Okay, say for example, now when we recruited for um, a brand, it's a software development brand, but they're into marketing of software too. So um, yeah. they wanted to recruit a software developer. When the guy sent his link, he probably thought all HRs, you know, all HRs are just at our humanities and they might not understand what pick is. Yeah, what he yeah. forgot was uh, <laughs> that particular link was sent to somebody with a software developer that's affiliated to that particular uh, brand. So when they saw it, they saw it, all they did was they asked a particular question and he could not answer. Do you get it? So the fact that he could not answer yeah. was already the part where we realized that, okay, this one is just, it's lying. This is not his truth. This is not his book. So for tech people, to be very honest, it's quite easier. Because they just tell you to upload whatever it is you have done. Yeah. But for certain people, it is it is it is a technical thing to be honest. But look at it this way: the the stat says the number of uh, certificates in quotes. LinkedIn had okay, for example, LinkedIn had um, about the highest number of courses done on LinkedIn during that pandemic period is between March till um, ending of May was total courses. The course with the highest visit was uh, digital marketing. Wow. After digital marketing, data analysis. Now, mm. after data analysis, a lot of people did tech, AI, machine learning, all those things. But mm. most of them were not on LinkedIn. They focused on Udacity because Udacity has its own stats too. So, yeah. them were on Udacity and the rest. But LinkedIn mm. was marketing related courses and data analytics. So from there, one would tell you that a lot of people feel, as I'm pressing my phone, let me call school, could be using it to be making money. But they don't <laughs> understand what you get. So mm. I tell people that what's the point of getting a certification or a certificate when you cannot everybody will give them your certificate, certification. Now, why do you get certification potential and you still do not use it to get, um, you still do not acquire the skill that particular uh, course is supposed to teach you. So yeah. you learn how to uh, start a podcast, but you did not start it. Just go to the <laughs> You learned how to do digital marketing. You did not start it. Just, just in your head. You learned how to, uh, say, for example, you learn how to do a whole lot of things, and you did not practice them, and you just did, which is funny, because to be honest, you had three months to actually put them into now, how would you actually put them into practice? Let's say, for example, you start a course in uh, April, you're done with three weeks of training for digital marketing. And then you undo some people's pages for free. Instagram pages, you start uh, email marketing for them, you do a whole lot of things for them, newsletters and the rest of you show that okay, you practice what you're doing. Now, when HR wants to recruit eventually, it now comes to us saying, okay, we need a social media person. And truthfully, I'll be honest with you. Mm. They will ask you, what have you done? So, um, 
most times is also linked to what you've done, which is why a lot of HR people are now using the method of uh, preparing Google Forms for you to fill if you apply for it. So yeah. via Google Forms, you upload your links, your uh, references, and things that we could see physically to know that, okay, this is what you did. Now, because HR, an HR person is not stupid, by the time you upload all those things, you see them, they look very beautiful. Okay, it's very simple. So it's the kind of questions we will ask you that we should. But I need to understand something too. Most times it takes the, the applicant to prove his or herself. Now, yeah. it takes the HR to understand that one person cannot be totally good. So when you come, you still have to learn in the job. Like I tell people yeah, that sure. the best form of learning is actually learning in the job. Exactly. So as an HR person, I will be hard on you if you get if you got the certificate. I'll probably just ask you, okay, now that I have packed all these certificates are plenty, what have you mm. used to do? It is when you tell me you do not have there's nothing you've not done, you just got the certificate. That's when okay, we'll not visit you again. But if you do as little as opening a page, starting with building followers from scratch to probably about seven hundred in one month. Um putting up content up to like 15 good um, structures, good, uh, use your hashtags well, your captions are wonderful, the people you tag are nice, their comments, their communication, there's interaction with whatever you're doing. In do you not much. Hey, I know that, oh, you have an idea. Mm. So the point is, if you can prove that you know what you're saying during your interview, so it simply means, while you're on the job, our job is to train to our own standard. Which is why, as crude as, okay, for example, maybe I'm a basic, basic HR and yeah. I got lucky, I got into Microsoft and uh, working with Microsoft. The way Microsoft would train me is different from the way Deloitte would train me. Yeah. The way Deloitte would train me is difficult from the way uh, PCG would want me to work. So, uh, as much as this is, most times HR just looks at what we need, not what you basically have. So, what you have, when we look at what you have, does it match what we need? No, then there's no point. Even though you are the best graphics designer on earth, and you cannot do probably uh, PowerPoint Lighthouse, we tell you, oh, it's Lighthouse, we need to come over. So I'm sorry, bye bye. Mm. Do you get it? So, in the end, pack the certificate, but at least try your best to show that there's something you can do with these things. So, someone like my don't look at your certification splits at all, at all, like don't. Or more like when I look at your certifications and I see that, okay, certified in Microsoft Office, I'll be like, oh, very clear certified. Okay, come. Um, I need someone who's good Microsoft Office. So show me what have you done? What can you do with this and all that? So it is when you cannot prove it, then I move to the next person. You understand? So certifications are just guides for the HR to know what this person has been using. So it is just for those certifications we now ask our questions to show can you prove that you can. Uh, match these certifications you've got, these certificates you've got. Understand? Yeah, yeah. That that's 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 well put. You even touched on something that like is just is one thing to gain the certification. You also have to prove it. So one of the ways we the first ways to prove this is is by having um, a resume or a CV. And 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 I know you do um that kind of review. You do um CV resume um CV and resume review. So 
What's the importance of paying someone to help you so that you could be able to prove yourself in this first instance to create that first impression? Because I, I've had I've had some jobs before and I thought I was good at writing my own resume. I thought it was just to put good English there and tell people, okay, this is what I did from all the my past experiences. Then I found out that because I had a call with some HR consultant lately and you know they told me that this was not even good at all. Something I've been using for 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 some time now. So what's the importance of paying someone for, you know, for a professional CV review so that you could create that first um, impression of, of selling yourself well? Okay, I think you just said it already. So to you just said it like creating that impression. See, um, okay, I'll, I'll pick it from two instances. The first one is they said the HR who still do it manually. Who still tell you sending your CVs that they review them one by now, when you open the CV, it does not look nice. It's like it's like your CV is, is the paper definition of dressed the way you want to be addressed. So if if, if your CV, CV is looking scanty, unprofessional, uh, um, rough, not well organized, one would just talk about this person is not serious. I go and save you once and uh, we're recruiting for a position okay tech solution company an energy solution company so mm. they needed uh, someone who would market for them which is funny because the owners okay more like the board three of them one is in Nigeria the other two are in Germany so they just needed people who would all the board members were the ones getting all these big companies on board so all you have to do, all you have to do is go to the office to defend what we can do in this company and then give you the job. It's that simple. And it's like saying they're representative, they're closing deals. And then I put up um application for the role and then somebody wrote, wrote somebody snapped the CV and sent it to me as a JPEG file. <laughs> and I'm actually able to be like, he snapped it and sent as a JPEG file and I was shocked because I was like, what did this person take me for that? <laughs> and I did never bother to open it. And I told myself that even if that person is the best qualified candidate, I will not open it. I do understand. Oh, yeah. Because why would you snap and send a JPEG? And why would it be? Why, what was the point? So, in a situation where you can really feel you need to say, I, I tell people that, okay, Look at this. Let me take it. I'm not. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but let's take it from a religious point of view. Yeah. You are looking. You are chasing something. You are chasing, chasing, chasing. You never click. Don't click. You are chasing. It's still don't click. That's a point. What do you do? You take it to God. Yes. Why are you taking it to God? You take it to God because you feel that mm. this one requires the power that be. Sure. Yes. So it's the same thing you see. You've written, written. Don't do normal. Wait, and it's not clicking, so all you have to do is please just take it to the power that be when it comes to CV writing and then write it for me. But most times, the problem with people who write CVs is that they put what you are not inside your CV. So you go to <laughs> interviews and you don't have yeah. how to defend it. Which is why whenever I write CVs, I tell people, save me everything once and for all so that I will write these things for you to that it just needs to add something. It just needs to add anything at all, anything whatsoever. I come, 
and I tell the person, I'll be adding this, especially when it comes to certifications of skills. I'll tell the person, I'll be adding these two things. Now, what you will do for me is I will give you a link to go and learn about these things I had in your CV. So you have today and tomorrow to learn because you it is it is like a must because me doing your CV will just be a waste of your money and even me, I'll be angry that I just decide yeah. your CV. Okay, like for example, <laughs> you say you say you, you did the uh, engineering or you did architecture and um, mm. and then you can use AutoCAD. Mm. I don't know if you get my point. Or yeah, I understand. You cannot calculate simple with all those fluid mechanics, all those normal calculations. And maybe, okay, you say you're a graphic designer, current trade is the only tool you can use. I don't know if you get my point. I'm, yeah, not, saying, sure. I'm not saying you cannot use current, you should not be able to use only current, but you're not telling me, okay, it's current, or three that mm. you can use. How? When we are in 2020, do you get it? <laughs> so what, what I will do is I'll tell you I've added certification in current or six. And I've put courage of six among your skills. So take this link. Can't make sure you complete this thing between that now. So me on my own part to fulfill my yeah. righteousness. So it's your own part to fulfill your righteousness. And yeah. that is the part for normal HR. Now from the angle of ATS, as an applicant tracking system, this mm. is is a new trend. So it's, it's like yeah. this technology scans out irrelevant CVs. They will have put in keywords, put in important things that the machine, the software should scan for. So while yeah. it goes through it and they see that it does not have these major things, which is it out. For example, when the way people write CVs are two, so people write their CVs qualitatively. So people write their CVs quantitatively. And when you write your CV qualitatively, it's like saying, um, I worked for Kelvin and Sons Limited and yeah. helped with registering, um, registering attendance, I set responsibilities, I delivered babies, I did this. So I am just telling you what I did, yes. Now, the other quantitative is uh, I participated in uh, trainings of about 1,000 that led to 35% improvement in output. I, uh, okay, I increased sales from so-so percent to 50% using this method, this method, this method. I performed, I introduced social media marketing, which led to an increase in sales by 5%. Mm. I met this, 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 this. You see how that is quantitative. That is figurative. Yeah. That is telling you measurable things that you have done with where you were, where you were working. Yeah. So some ATS are designed to filter those things out. If your things don't have your seed does not have quantitative things. It just fit tight out. The whole of your seed fly packages more than one or more. It fit tight mm. out. Why do other ones stay? Well, so it is designed to just pick out keywords. So if you have keywords, some some are even structured to pay out, which is why you see certain um, AI sites now. They tend to upload your CV, and the CV will scan it automatically and tell you how they rate your CV, the strength of your CV. So that's because those ones too have also been designed with certain elements of ATS and what an ATS system yeah. would look yeah. out for. So yeah, um, if it is if it comes if push comes to shove, I always advise give it to somebody. And most times I'm very sorry to do this, most times I prefer when you give it to somebody you know to design for you. Why mm. is uh, there's this company that does CV that almost everybody knows? And um, when you do your CV day, they reply in probably a week time. 
And then when your CV comes back, they send you the Word document and they send you the PDF. Now, when they send you that, you will not be able to reply them back for just be like, they don't do your atmosphere back. They expect you to complete it, your Microsoft Word. <laughs> so the point is, if I could complete it in my Microsoft Word, why did I pay you? Yeah. Because I cannot do it. That is why I paid you to do it for me. Now you've exactly. done it and I'm seeing that this is not nice enough. Mm. But you're telling me to log out and do it in my Microsoft Word. How would it work? It won't work. <laughs> so most of the advice people, is that, you know, Nigerians are obsessed with this fact of I na quality, I do not quality, na designer, na designer yeah. CV, na designer yeah. CV. Eh? So to give somebody who you know who do it well, somebody who's your guy, or somebody who, even though he's not your guy, somebody who is not yet blue, per se. Not like, mm. not like, he does not do CVs, but not yet blue. But you've seen what he can do, you've heard testimonies, give it to the person. So that by the time the person tells you, you feel that, oh, there's this part I don't like, okay, I will save it for someone just, I said it to her. She told me, ah, I forgot to add this, I forgot to. I told her in, in a senior climb, I'll answer you. But joking, <laughs> I, st- I still did it for her. Like, you yeah. And I see this financial apply, which is fun because she texted me two hours ago that she's up for interview now. She's come at wow. That's nice. So if you know someone like that, it is better so that you can relate to the person. The person can explain to you what you need to do. So I, I was also like coming towards that part of, you know, ATS software and um, artificial intelligence and the role that these tools are going to play. I think you've already answered part of that question, if not everything. But w- what do you think is going to change massively now around maybe just AI in general, in around um, in imagine and maybe existing markets of human resource and recruiting? What do you think might change drastically? Oh, okay. I think the only thing that will change, to be honest, is the person that has the skill to run the AI system. It's that simple. It is actually that simple. Now, uh, I'll let put this. You don't have the skill, but this is what we want. Okay, fine. No while I'm move on. Even HR, which is a trend shift, things are changing. You know, you know, uh, okay, there are different branches of HR, everybody knows. Now, there's, um, um, there's, Generalist and the generalist is someone that does almost everything for the basics. So, the normally, normally, there are people who are into compensation and benefits. So, people are into uh, strategic management. So, people are into organizational behavior. So, people are into training, onboarding. So, people are into discipline and the likes. Some people are recruitment, training, and management of talent pool. Now, there's not a trend, there's a shift. What is the shift? Now, the shift is called them HR analysts. Mm. So these are people that they will tell you that what you are supposed to do is provide data-driven solutions to our human resource management. That's all. So it means if you are telling me this is the next way forward, you are not telling me because it is you, you are telling me because this is what the data says. Yeah. This is, this, you've done the analysis, you've done market evaluation, everything. So this is the right thing to train our staff in. And this is the right thing to let our customer know we are doing. Because your customers is also part of the HR in way, indirectly, yeah. because they're the ones who are doing it. So HR also focuses on customers. So you let them know that this is what you're doing. So as much as you'll be able to know those basics, uh, compensation and benefits, all those ones, yes, no other. But at the same time, you should be able to provide solutions, which is why I say, is replacing strategic management. 
Now, uh, as much as this is happening, but somebody like me will say, I want to do sales, I want to do HR. Let us sit down and not really try my best to understand what it means to be an HR analyst. Mm. So the moment I fail to do so, what happens to me two years that when the market is looking for a journalist? Would they employ me? I most likely not be employed. So I tell people that um, it is so much, see, if, if there are one million robots today to replace mm. the parts, then it is yeah. somebody that will create it. Yeah, sure. So if that person does not have the skill, then why are we employing you? In fact, yeah. tech is taken over in a way that, to be honest, to be very honest with you, it yeah. actually provides more jobs than it is making jobs yeah. go. Exactly, exactly. People just don't people don't want to see from that angle yet. Yes. It's providing more jobs than to actually make. For example, yeah. an HR analyst is expected to look for data sets. So they yes. to look for target markets, expected to do this, do that, do that, compile everything, and it's still expected to prefer to prefer a solution using a model to get. But in the real sense, there should be somebody different that his own job is also collected. Yeah. In the real sense, there's somebody that is your job is to analyze it. In the real sense, there's somebody else that is your yeah. job is to just use this um, data, result from the data to forecast and to probably prepare a model that they can work on. So, in the end, these three or four subsets of analysis for each I just said now, if you don't have the skill, you will not employ you. Yeah. You understand? As much yeah. as he said, um, Google might uh, chase by retrench about 10,000. I'm telling you that they will still be forced to probably employ new 10,000, but it will be a different thing. It will not be the old thing. Maybe things have changed. So it will be a different thing. I mean, I can sit in my house right now and do recruitment using Google Talent Solution. Yeah, All sure. I have to do is use Google Talent Solution, put it out there. Somebody will just Google um, jobs in Kano. And you see jobs in Canada, the ones that are related to you, and you apply. Mm. It's that simple. Do you get? But it also yeah. means if 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 a company wants somebody who use Google Talent Solution, I can't use it. So what is what is the point? Mm. You understand? Yeah. So basically, this is the whole uh, thing that people are looking at. The whole thing that yeah. people are scared of. That oh, and that even social media, as much as it's not tech, tech, tech. It is still mm. the new future. It's actually yeah. it's still part of the future. You know how to manage it. People are not just looking at it yet. People don't see that way. Even um, what do they call this now? Project management. Yeah. It's no longer looking like project management because they're not calling new words for it. They're not calling it product management. So exactly, you as yeah. a product manager means you will not just manage the tech product or whatever product they are pushing it to. You manage mm. the team that are producing that product. You manage mm. the resources that will go into that product. You manage the financial aspect. You manage these things. So you as a project manager, you need to start looking at the tech aspect of it. So you need to start looking at the broad aspect of it so that when that time comes, you will not be left out. So yes, things will change. But the thing is, are you willing to go with that change? If you are not, yeah. okay, fine. We accept you've made your decision. If you are, Fine, make your decision. Yeah. 
That that's really interesting. You you've talked about like um what would change, you know, around the HR side. But what about the people building these tools and bias? Because you you are a data analyst yourself and um you understand that a lot of bias could happen in terms of the data or where the data is coming from or how the data was generated how do we account for bias and also in the people building these tools what do you think would be your own opinion you know to tell them okay this is how bias could be incorporated in an hr system or like or i mean an hr process what what do you feel is just one thing that if you saw someone building these tools you, you could like just tell them the data used to the data the data is not biased. The if I whatever you said is not biased. It's it's just filtering. You filter the words you don't want now. So it's not really biased, biased, biased. You is like it's like okay, everybody is applied. Then you tell the system anybody that does not have simple class of pushing me, anybody that does not have uh, skills and so 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 so, they will bring that yeah. city to my front. Anybody yeah. that has no corporate the experience related to this job, I'm looking for. Don't bring the person to my front. Mm. So, in the end, the people they will bring to your front will be people that uh, are qualified. If I didn't take, if I didn't, the fact that because I'm presenting on that bias, I'm going to tell you honestly, there's no bias. It's just filtering. You've, you've removed what you don't want and you're focusing on what you want. So, what's the good part? The good part now is uh, this is what I want. Can I get it? Yes. If not, no. But you should understand that the Nigerian system is, is a system that we need to study differently. Because as much as imagine, okay, imagine situation, this is not even I'm not going to mention company name, but this happened where ATS has done its job. ATS has picked the last 10 people after the future and everything. Now, focus on this thing once you know the child decided to call somebody that he wants for the job. <laughs> and so in the end the whole 10 CVs that ATS brought up became useless yeah so who is biased now everything not in tech is the HR it's the same thing that um, was the name of this company recently Unilever Unilever tried mm-hmm. to recruit recently and if you see the mode of giant recruitment it was serious like very serious they uh, you started okay because of the pandemic you started with a uh, normal application online. If you pass that step, you move on to the next one. The next one is an audio recording. You move on mm-hmm. to the next one after that one is a video recording. No, no, before the video recording is an online test, um, IRV. Um, IRV is a, is a platform where you go, it's a new tech, so AI solution to recruitment, mm-hmm. where by the time you, you escape, so you play games. Like yeah. normal games, but those games oh. have evaluated the kind of person you are. So if you are <laughs> perfect fit for the job, they pick you. If you are not, move mm. on. So that's what it does. It's a game. Just play the game, and by the time you play the game, you are done. So that was what the next step. And that step, the next one was um, I forgot to know that platform they used for that last one. It was almost the same thing to you go for a video interview. This one, nobody is interviewing you. They just set questions down. You see the questions and you answer. You get so even that thing that you are doing is still AI that would that would clear everything that would still filter people they don't want. So that way, these people they won't have a hand at all in whatever it is that is happening with your All they are doing is monitoring the process, 
monitoring the stages and everything till they decide that okay, this is the last ten people. Let's invite this one for this interview. Mm. Do you start? think? Yeah. Do you think like maybe for because you, I know you are you are, you are you are quite opinionated about some things around gender and equality, and uh, maybe after the whole filtering of you know using some kind of ATS software that maybe the whole filtering process got you results that are skewed towards one ca- particular kind of gender. How do we now begin to account for maybe equality? Maybe, okay, now we now need to, you know, um, what would I say? Mess around with what we've done since it, the, the, the process of the filtering gave us very skewed um, results. We want to like make this whole recruitment process balanced in a way whereby we um, every kind of gender is equally represented. I don't know if you have opinions on that too. So, question is a very technical question. So, we say trends. So, um, to be very honest, when ATS has job is done its job, and maybe the last thing comes out, to be very honest, the very answer that it, it will be balanced. When I say balanced, there will be girls and there will be boys. There's a very high chance that there will be boys and girls. And in fact, in fact, it may be so terrible that there might be more boys than girls due to the normal climate. Um, yeah. yeah. Now, if if Paraventure got his boot, God now shows us that his father, all of them girls, mm. then, to be honest, if the, it depends on the normal people they want to recruit, if they want to recruit just two, I do not see a reason why the two should not be girls. If all the old things are boys, they want to recruit us two. I do not see a reason why the two should not be boys. Mm. I don't know if you get my point. Mm. Why do I say so? Based on the objectives, the basics we have given ATS, ATS has come out to tell you this thing at the best fits. Unluckily, unfortunately, one gender is not represented. So it means you have mm. to go back to tell ATS to Okay, I'm sorry, remove some of these things. Maybe we would not see those. Yeah. So by the time you are doing so, you're already reducing the standard of what you're looking out for. Yeah. And if you can sure. Yeah, sure, I understand you. But if it's a situation where out of that thing you want to employ six, then yes, yes, you can use your discretion to now say, okay, let us go back to that pick some people that we feel okay, they're okay, and we can use them just for gender balance. You understand? Yeah, but if yeah. they're not, if, if it is not more than two, I do not say this why I cannot pick two girls or two boys. And let's move on because yeah. the other, I'm sorry, the other gender was not qualified, so let's move on. Yeah, yeah. But if you feel yeah. you are going to be able to put more than five, more than six, then okay, okay, go back, go and check so that you balance it out. Yeah, that, that, was, that was well put. That, that was well put. I, I don't want to waste more of your time, though I have more questions. But, but, but what do you think is like one thing that people don't know about HR and recruitment? That just that one thing that people don't know and, and it puts them into so much trouble. People feel HR people are wicked. <laughs> uh, people feel uh, more HR person is very wicked. That is not true. I feel, ah, although some people also are funny, let's be honest. Mm. But I think if you if you have a interview, the problem is most people do not prepare for the interview. They just go and mm. just go with inshallah vibes. And they, don't, <laughs> they, don't, they don't prepare totally well for, for the interview. So when you do not prepare totally well, 
how do you expect to pass? So sometimes, okay, I remember when I found interview once when I just left secondary school. The man asked me, can you write a lesson before I apply to teach? He asked me, can you write a lesson before I say yes? So the person after the job, I could not do. I say yes. He said, okay, yeah, take a paper, write something and come back. I was looking. I felt very stupid. So he asked me, what happened? I now have to tell him I cannot do. So I did a nice I could. I said, I'm very sure. <laughs> but it was, I thought it's a normal writing, writing process. Mm. He said, okay. But I immediately chipped in and told him, but I'm willing to learn. And in fact, if you give me one that can pick up today, I'll come mm. back better with it. Check it. Mm. And I think that was okay. So it would be good if people understand that. By God's grace, the new generation of HR people coming up will not kill you. I've met a lot yeah. of people. So don't so have a feeling the new generation will be very, very wonderful. So when, mm. you, when, you, when you meet these people, you understand that they will know that you are a human. And I'm human too. So there are certain things I will not. You need to understand that what the company wants is what the company gets. If you do not yeah. have it, it means you do not have it. So most questions mm. a normal HR person will ask you during an interview are questions that will be structured towards him getting the right candidate for the job. Because if he doesn't or if she doesn't, there will be query to fill. The HR to a query, HR query, HR now. It will be your colleague that will tell you to give you queries. Yeah. That's it. Because yeah. you are part of the staff. So people mm. should understand that the, the point is not that we are coming here to kill you. The point is mm. we will ask questions that are related to what we want in our organization. If you can answer them, for example, you can come with the best CV that shows that you're, like I said, a very good graphics designer. But you cannot use Adobe, um, you cannot use Photoshop, you cannot use uh, CorelDRAW. You say you can do all these things. So why would I pray? Maybe I ask you a question related to you can answer. So you're not looking as if I have more. Just put a wicked question with the answer. <laughs> you understand? So basically, I would be glad if people see from that point of view that these people are really trying to just do their jobs and not really try to look out. I mean, there's a difference between being rude and not. Some people are rude, though. Don't get me wrong. Some people are rude, though. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, there's a, there's a way people think it is fight. And then people should also understand. I want people who have used connect, people who have connect that they don't know they will just go for them with just your phone. Mm. When you get the still behave, because a lot of things can the person can if it is not the owner of the company that told you to come, that is interviewing and mm. that person can come take the boss and say, This person that you brought was doing big boy for me, I don't think the person yeah. is and the boss would really want something good for a company or his company. Yeah. You a story, don't tell you based on experience. But someone told to come pick up a job in the back. I think um, it's the usage. That was the story we were told. He went there confidently, cross legged, was listening, was felt like he has got the job. So I just just go rep and come back. <laughs> that was a bit disappointed. <laughs> so um, basically, yeah, that's it. That, that was very interesting. I think those are very good points. I like that everybody should know. So now um, we are getting close. We are already close to the end of this talk. But I just want to put you on a spotlight. Like, just say anything you want to say that for the listeners, because everybody internet your own podcast is heard by almost everybody in the world. <laughs> so, <laughs> just say one thing. Just one thing that you want to say. Just I'll put you on the spotlight now. Anything you want to say? I like to say, give you your best. Totally, just give you your best. And wait. Just relax. And wait. And something else, ha, 
As much as this might sound weird, eh? but is it true? Especially the Nigerian climate, in African climate. If you apply for a job, if you get called for interview, try to be honest as possible. But also understand that, okay, for example, I got a role not too long ago, and I was told to apply for, okay, I applied for a role as a, as a starter analyst. Apart from opening data, uploading the data, there's nothing else I can do in starter. But when they called, they asked questions. I was actually like a bad guy and like a pool. And they gave me the job and they gave me to prepare for whatever it is that I would do for that week's objective. And I spent the full days killing myself. Like this. I wonder if they back on my kids like a pro when I'm out. So instead of really giving up totally for certain rules, try your best to understand that when it comes, embrace it and do the dirty job, do the rigorous job and understand it. Because in the end, it's very easy for yeah, that was really nice, man. I think I also learned some new things today, and I hope um, people who listening would pick up one or two things from this podcast. It was nice having you on the show today. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you for sharing your bits of wisdom with us today. <laughs> Hello there. That was it for me today. Hope you enjoyed my discussion with Michael Peters. Please, if you enjoyed this episode, share it and subscribe. Also, check the link on the description to rate this podcast. Check the link on the description. Just click it, rate this podcast, and also follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Hinted Neuron. That's it for me. Until next week.